Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 108. Tom Brady is the man in the arena, but he needs some help. These injuries are killing him. Pats to the Super Bowl, slow down, speedy, and the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs has been greatly exaggerated. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. Fired up for episode 108 of your favorite NFL podcast. Hope to put some money in your pocket betting on some NFL games this weekend and on Thursday night. Uh, all 108 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and HuckMedia.ca. Go to at Huck Media on Instagram. Check him out. Twist his mustache. Him and the team have been taking care of Look Who's Talking since day one, and we love you for it. Leslie up there. Need a little more stats on the Niners next time. That one hurt. Hugh Picks goes one and five or one game above 500. I'm sure it wasn't a great weekend for everybody, but it definitely wasn't for our picks uh, on this show. <laughs> the gambling donut turned into again, gambling Timbit and got backdoored by Urban Meyer, who kind of looks like a coach who's about to get a divorce, but has to deal with football first. <laughs> it's a tough go, but the Colts win, but did not cover. Huck's pick, believe it or not, it was the Titans, just like last week, just like the week before. Also, win, no cover. We asked Huck, did he care? He said, no. That's right. Uh, fan first, gambler later. Not me and Michael. Gamblers first, fans later. A um, lot of stuff to take away from this weekend. We're going to move right on to this week. As by the time you're listening, it's probably Thursday night football coming up. So we'll get you ready really fast. Follow us at Hughes Talking uh, or follow Weird Mike at Weird Mike M-I-C. Uh, he's got new jibs and uh, pictures picking up steam, just like they always do, heading into the lean and mean of the season. Weird Mike's a lean and mean type of guy. He likes to talk to weeks and months like they're people. How are you doing this November, Michael? Uh, a dreary Wednesday, Jeffrey. A dreary Wednesday here at Centennial. But uh, carpet's cleaned. Centennial with a deep scrub. I'm feeling fresh, new beginnings. That was a very stale gambling timbit that I bestowed on the Look Who's Talkers. Colts everywhere. Uh, uh, anyway, <clears throat> the money line contributed to some gains throughout the Sunday, but no cover. 10, 14, and 1. And as I wrote that record on my pre-sheet, folks, Rare, weird Mike Mia culpa here. I'm eating the asterisks. The asterisks has been hanging over the weird pick, and it hasn't gained any steam. Okay, <laughs> we're putting the asterisks in the loss column. I'm 10 and 15. The asterisks is gone. Okay? So trying to get the karma away from the push that we kind of took with the Falcons a couple weeks ago. We're looking through the K through the A for the P. You understand what I mean? Absolutely. You know what? I actually do understand what you mean, Mike. <laughs> you're talking to a guy once he I'll make a pools ticket like a four boxer, $80 one, just dreaming of my half million dollars. And every homeless guy on the way back to my apartment back in the day was getting some change, you know, just working the karma. Hey, buddy, I don't care if you buy a broken umbrella and more rye whiskey. This is for you. Have a Sunday. Well, um, I've already turned the corner. Just the decision to clean the basement here has led to an instant win all on the Niners. Saw it a mile away after the survivor loss, which I didn't think they could be embarrassed at home. 
I was just a week late, kind of cheesed. I didn't go more, but um, there she goes. We'll talk of the curse of the OBJ a little bit later, but the gambling donut returns back to the basics, firm smash with a light sprinkle in about 32 minutes. Uh, if Jeffrey, you'll still have honors, uh, despite your one win, uh, trumps my <laughs> zero wins. Yes. Last week. So percentage wise, I, I, it's, I still win, but it just doesn't feel like a good win. Um, yeah. Uh, a couple of things we need to go, you know, a lot of takeaways turns out Mike white, not a first overall pick, uh, four interceptions no. at home versus our Buffalo bills steam into a six and three record looking good. Finally, Stefan Diggs gets on the board with a nice game. Uh, yeah, a bunch of things going on. Sorry, I was a little late giving up my picks this weekend. I mean, if you listen to the podcast, uh, you heard them during the podcast, but I do like to give them away on Sundays. I've been babysitting three dogs with Brooke uh, for our next door neighbor and three ducks. Yeah, that's right. Three egg laying ducks who do everything together. You know, they say ducks fly together. They actually do everything together. They nap together, they eat together, they drink water together. They just sort of seemingly look confused together in the middle of the field. <laughs> have you named the ducks? They have names. Uh, Daisy, Chloe. Chloe's got the, the kind of lighter beak. And then the big badass, Emilio, who they thought Come was on. Amelia. And then they found a duck dick at some point. And it turns out it's Emilio. That's my middle name, man. Emilio. How, how about that? Weird. Emilio, Mike. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you have the three names. You know, I've often, and you've often, a uh, friend of the show, contributor to the show, Dewey, been Huey, Dewey, and Louie, Huey, Dewey, and Mui, whoever was out there. Lipinski and I've for always a while thought was about, yep. yeah. I always Willock thought, was Wooey. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have ducks. I wish they didn't have a name and you could have named them Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Oh. Anyway, they are they are some funny farmers, let me tell you, ducks. Uh, but yeah, we were supposed to look after them for the weekend. I'm currently we're coast to coast here on Look Who's Talking. We got Weird Mike at Centennial Studios just outside of Toronto. Huck Media downtown, keeping it real um, in Toronto. And I'm on the west coast of BC, and we are actually surrounded by some real flooding problems. Shout out to anybody dealing with that. We hope you're all right. Teas and peas, as they say. But uh, no shit, the people that... Uh, our neighbors who left for just for the weekend, they are stuck south of Merritt, BC, north of Abbotsford and Chilliwack, basically just almost surrounded by ground zero of this flooding. And we're looking after these ducks and dogs literally till the weekend. Who knows? Uh, we don't know. Kind of excited about it. Love animals. That's why I asked Huck if these videos are recorded, these sessions. What if a, what if a duck jumps on screen, Huckster? What if a duck is looking for Huck uh, here on episode 108 to look who's talking? I want that what shit the, on. What the duck are you talking about, bro? These ducks are outside. All right. Huck's Let Huck's don't live in Jeff's bedroom. Okay. Let them in, no, man. No, no, don't sleep with the ducks. All I right. Want you, uh, I want to see a duck in the hours long show. If you speak, could speak. get Emilio, get Emilio in here. Okay. I want to so see my. That's a, it's quite the process we're talking about here. <laughs> These are fucking big ducks, bro. These are just the size of little microwaves. All right? uh, and they travel together. If I carry one, the other two are <laughs> clipping at my heels. Uh, 
Speaking of animals, I did mention uh, that Brooke was going to, I was going to get my girlfriend Brooke to pick basically based on team names, uh, six point spreads this weekend and see how she did against me. I'm telling you, if she just picked on animal names or like, you know, like for instance, Titans versus the Saints, Titans sound a little tougher. I bet her record would be better than mine. We will do that this weekend. Another thing that we're just going to take care of quick, um, we'll have the link to Hughes Holiday Helpers uh, on the GoFundMe up for this weekend. Talk to Holidays Helpers. They're very fired up about this. And anyone who wants to get involved volunteering, giving away these Christmas packages, just DM me. And um, yeah, there's a way to do it and right in the middle of December in Toronto and then just before Christmas in Hamilton. Pretty cool stuff. We'll, uh, we'll be raising some money. Hughes, Holiday Helpers, if you win a little bit, let's share a little bit back. I think this is the future of sports betting, turning it into some charity work and just getting bigger like that. Why the Farve not? Uh, yeah. I'm hearing some paths to the Super Bowl futures. Just getting right into our back to the future section. Slow down. In Weird Mike's, one of his favorite things to say, entering the playoffs, baby steps. All right. Oh, yeah. Looks like they're going to get in as a wild card. They are nipping at the heels of the division, but I think the Bills will pull away. But, you know, potentially a good wild card team that you probably don't want to face. But don't waste your money on New England Super Bowl futures as a rookie quarterback with the. Uh, a half decent running game with no stars, a great, a good, but not great defense. And they're rolling with mid mid season momentum right now. They've never looked better. So this is not the time to take them with futures. Remember buy low, sell high with NFL futures, just like stocks at wall street, the chiefs, even though they've won a couple games in a row are still low. As far as stocks concerned uh, at plus 1100 to win the super bowl. Again, their ceiling just needs to be high for a couple of games in the playoffs. It's not these seven-game series where your your weaknesses could get exposed over the course of just um, attrition. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's three games on the way to the Super Bowl, and if you got the best quarterback in the league skill wise, there's always a chance. So that's a good futures. I, I still like it. I took it last week. I took it the week before. I'll probably take it again. Had a good poker day yesterday. Uh, probably take it again. Chiefs. To the, to the Super Bowl is where my money's going, even though I think the Bills and Bucks will be there and the Bills win. But that way, when the Bills and Chiefs square off, hopefully at the fucking Ralph uh, for the AFC Championship game, I can just smash on the Bills as the most fun hedge I've ever done in my life. Anyway, follow me. Hop along. Hop along with Hewlett on the way to hedging our Super Bowl bets. I'll be uh, hopping along your uh, super duper parlay spectacular there. The super ticket. Make, yeah, I'm going to make one. <clears throat> I'm going to send yeah, super you. Super ticket, folks. You got combination that, uh, of. Go ahead. Sorry. You got those poker stars site there that's uh, quadrupling your bonus and shit on parlay. So, yes, yes. So I'm using, I use bet openly for all of my money line and spread picks because I can find better value anywhere because people have to post bets that the other people want to take. So you get good value either on the spread or the actual money line. Uh, I got a great money line on the Pats at minus 125 versus the Browns. It was like the only straight bet I won on Sunday. But luckily, it was my biggest bet. Thank God. But yeah, PokerStars bets. PokerStars Sports is is offering just these super boosts because they're just trying to get started. And if you like props and stuff like I do, anytime touchdown scores are pretty popular with these same same game parlays. But yeah, we're making super tickets. I'm posting them on Instagram. Follow along. Shout out to Jake Frisney, Brian Hiller. Dewey um, and one other 
anyway, Mark Robinson, uh, a couple guys who been following along and doing the super tickets with me, Joey Krempa, shout out Joe Meaford, and we're going to win one of these. Okay. We almost won 15 grand two weeks ago last week. Not so good. Not so much. So if you, uh, if you spike one of these super boosts, you got to buy a couple of hats for these guys. If you spike 20 K. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. These shares, you know, maybe it's a little swag there. We'll be home for there. Christmas. We'll be home for Christmas. We'll be getting all the gear going from Team LTD. Just been hard to organize. <laughs> While I'm out on the West Coast, surrounded by water and ducks. The duck is going on. Uh, speaking of what yeah, the duck is going on, Titans win the- no cover. That one hurt. Needed Titans to cover there, Hawk. I was rolling with you. What would you think of that game? It was too close for comfort. Yeah. Closer than I wanted it to be. They were just they so got- concerned. No, they, they got so- every call, man. They got every call. I was on the Saints spread and had them with a money line uh, sprinkle as well. I smelt the letdown. The Titans got every call. Hey, they deserve it, man. They've been getting sort of bitch slapped from the refs the last couple of games. So I ain't mad at it, but they're stumbling and they're giving up 10 points this weekend. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, uh, I had Adrian Peterson on like a separate little super ticket I made to score a touchdown. And they were in Adrian Peterson range, like nine to eight, like seeming like six times with like, you know, first and goal from the four, first and goal from the, from the two. One time they faked it to him. Tannehill runs it in for a touchdown. The next time, first down, they throw it to him on the outside. He's a yard short. The next play, they fake it to him and then throw a wide open pass. But if they got it to him, anyway, it was yeah. paying a lot. I think he's just a little too old to run him, you know, 20 plus times a game. But that's why I didn't take him for yards or carries or anything like that. Just touchdown, figuring that if they get goal line, he's the best option. I don't know if he is, though. Like, do you trust the old guy to put his head down and barrel across the goal line? Or you get Tannehill to just dive up the middle like... Huck Daddy, take it easy on the old guys, all right? Adrian Peterson is, I think he's a year younger than me. <laughs> yeah, you're also not playing in the NFL. I am not a running Two back. Two different no, conversations I, of old there. Do not play tailback, no. <laughs> you do not. Uh, anyway. Him. Titans. Uh, but, uh, I- sorry, uh, Titans, they're going to wobble. It's just natural. It's okay. They lost. Sorry, Huckster. They got eight wins. There's room for a little wobble. Love it, especially in especially in that division. What what uh, what was you, what did you learn? What did you learn this week, Mike? For this weekend, before we get into next week, I learned that um, being embarrassed the week before isn't always a guarantee of success. Um. What game taught you that? It was actually the win in the Niners. I always took it for granted. It actually happened this time. And usually that get back spot on Monday night, the Rams roll by 20. It's the other way around. And I'm left there on a Monday night in a puddle of tears, uh, trying to get back everything as I listen to Peyton and Eli try and put a half smile on my face. But the, the get back uh, isn't, isn't, Shouldn't be taken for granted. Absolutely. Speaking of the Manning pod, the Manning cast, man, I love Phil Mickelson. I wish they would have done the whole game with just Phil Mickelson. That was awesome. He's such a, 
I, I grew up and I always thought he was the enemy because I love Tiger so much. Now I, lo- I love Phil. Just the way he talks about sports, life. Ah, fuck. I love this guy. The, Mickelson, uh, friend, the, friend of the show. The, the trial there, the insider trading and all that shit gave him some street cred. Uh, you know, he's probably learned some hard lessons, you know, and he's become a better and more entertaining person as a result. Also, as Remember, sports, he was jaded. Like Tiger was, you know, was Tiger dwarfing the industry and Phil was the head of the rest of the industry. So it wasn't all light. And now that happened. I think it's a breath of fresh air. I enjoy it very much. So also the, the as sports media is diving a little bit more into like what's really going on yes. in like the, the lives of these professional athletes, which was always a bit hidden to us unless you like read books as far, especially with individual sports. Like hearing these stories about Phil, like when he won that match against Tiger and some, this was on like Barstool or ESPN, like you find the link. (laughs) Some like podcaster or someone came up to him at like the after party of the first match and was like, thanks for wasting my time, Phil. You know, four hours of brutal golf. Like, thanks a lot. And Phil goes into his pocket. I think I've told the story before. Goes into his pocket, takes out a hundred dollar bill and throws it at him. And he goes, you see that? I got 99,999 more of those in my pocket. I don't fucking care. (laughs) And I love it. I love the honesty. I love it. Interesting thing uh, with uh, Hard Knocks, by the way, speaking of honesty, following along the Colts during the season. I haven't got to watch any of it yet, but I saw a little clip on the Pat McAfee show. Looks awesome. And immediately realized that I'm way more interested in watching regular season behind the scenes football team than training camp. So I think we're in, I think we're in for a great show. Uh, So check it out. Hard knocks following the Colts this season, especially because of the Colts tumultuous start of their year. And now they're seemingly on the rise. Cool year to follow them as they chase Huck's Titans. You mentioned your, uh, you mentioned your West coast, problems there the flooding and stuff there's another crisis brewing on the left side of the continent and that's the obj curse it's real buddy you you shake your head you snort in derision like sheldon cooper it is real okay you think that uh robert woods aka bobby trees by the way best nickname in sports robert woods bobby Bobby trees Trees. Bobby Trees, they call him. USC guy, loves the West Coast, producing for his hometown. He doesn't go down if OBJ's not there. They're running different routes. They're running different practice. All the, it's all, that's the immediate butterfly effect. Now you got OBJ who wanted to be an accessory to the fact. Now he is the fact. The things have changed in just a day from when he came. He was trying to be a little, little, little brooch. On a nice 64-year-old woman at a dinner party. She was uh, bamboo earrings for a hippie at a fire jam. Now he is the protein. Now he needs catches and targets. And I don't think he's that person in that hyper-competitive division and race for the top seed, you know, and uh, ultimately getting to the Super Bowl in their home building. It's one too many moves. One too many. Okay. They bought Von Miller. They got OBJ. It's just it's too many moves. Stan Kroenke and company. 
I don't think OBJ has anything to do with why the Rams laid an egg on Monday Night Football. And this is from a guy who was looking for answers on Monday night because I smashed the Rams. And I think I would do it again. I just don't trust Jimmy. The Niners are really good at winning games if the other team gives it to them. <laughs> They're not going to give it back, you know? But they are incapable with Jimmy G to just go out and win games that maybe they shouldn't. So, you know, it's just, they're really good at running the clock up 10. <laughs> I think uh, short term Rams, obviously by week, perfectly timed, going to win a few games, going to get in the tournament, but long term, it's a fade. I think, I, I think this move costs them the Super Bowl. Okay. I, really I don't think, I don't think the uh, OBJ arrival has anything to do with Bobby Trees' injury. And when you know that there's a hole in your theory, you tend to just say the words, you know, butterfly effect. <laughs> it's like your go-to. No, no, that was that like, was hey, I wore word. a green shirt on Friday and it rained on Sunday. You know, butterfly effect. <laughs> that's that's so dismissive. That's it's not. That's, it, uh... He got hurt running a route in practice. That has nothing to do with whether OBJ was there or not. But the different routes that could have been anyway it's just one anyway. of the many things as to why you're you, back to the futures you don't like the move i get it there's a lot of browns fans that were like literally like sayonara good luck rams like you know yeah this isn't a cleveland maybe, maybe, yeah maybe, look, them. Can, anyway, maybe looking into, into it a bit more but uh you know again i compared it to Diggs. like Diggs was stefan Diggs was in kevin stefanski's offense in minnesota okay he, he liked being in Minnesota, but he didn't like running routes for the rest of his professional career, getting about three or four targets a game. He's like, I'm one of the best at it. If you're not going to use your receivers to try to win games, there's other teams that are. So I think it's, there's a little more similarity there, but then you throw in how he's a bit of a, you know, a diva and that interview we did with little Wayne, you know, bashing Eli that that was like that that, that was awful the boat like, pick bro the boat pick okay. and the boat pick but either way as far as his expectations for his career wanting out Diggs wanted out of Minnesota and you know no one shat on him shows up and the Bills give him 10 targets a game and he's one of the reasons that we're Super Bowl bound so I don't see that big of a difference between because they're both the, the Stefanski offense but we will see it's very fascinating but I am not ready to fade the Rams because of it. I don't think you're alone, though, Mike, as far as thinking that it is a curse. All right. I asked you what you learned. I'll tell you what I learned. Uh, I mentioned this before. Mike White announcing that he should have been the first overall pick. Goes and throws four picks at home to the Buffalo Bills as they roll. Uh, and the demise of the Chiefs has been greatly exaggerated, folks. Greatly exaggerated. Okay. They look pretty good against the Raiders. They squeezed out a couple of tough wins before that. And what do you know? Top of the division. So Michael Irvin wrote them off three weeks ago. I hope you didn't join that bandwagon. Again, you can get them at plus 1100 to win the Super Bowl. Just they, they are still very good. They're just kind of sloppy. You know, they're sloppy. And, and Andy Reid's offense just doesn't call for that sort of Patriot way small chunk offense. He's like, yep, yeah, we're going to take shots. We'll do the chunks when you give it to him, but we're not going to play exactly into your hands. We still think Tyree kill can run past even double coverage. And we still think Travis Kelsey can catch balls in double coverage. And we'll keep throwing individual 50, 50 balls to Demarcus Robinson. And that's what we're going to do. How about that? 
What you about learned? That? Excellent. All right. Uh, <laughs> one thing, I, just before we get into this, I keep seeing these next-gen stats during these primetime games and, like, the big games. Yep. These computers seem wrong, Mike, don't, don't they? Like, I'm seeing a team with the ball on their own 18-yard line with a minute left, and sure, they might not, not, not be that good. But, for instance, when the Jags had the ball against the Colts, against your pick, Next gen stats popped up on the screen. It was like Jaguars, like 12%, chance to win the game. Um, they're on the 30 yard line. They're down six. Like, it, it, and then sometimes it says like, you know, Baltimore Ravens, 99, 98.9% chance to win. And they have the ball up one score with like nine minutes left. I don't know. I just, there's something that these computers are missing. So just when you're live betting, as I like to do a lot, Watch out for these next-gen stats because <laughs> realizing where they're missing maybe a human element to it is where you can take advantage because if, if the algorithms are showing next-gen stats, the percentages to win, those same algorithms are going to be giving you great odds for your underdog to win. So just watch out for that. Could have been truth of the week, I guess. but Yeah, that's a, that's a little value there. I, I've seen that. Don't you like when they pop up on the screen, just ask yourself, like, does this seem right? Because it hasn't to me, not every time, but enough times where I wrote it down to mention something right. Right. When you see these next gen stats, folks, if you have like a piece of paper, or your phone nearby, write down what you think the actual percentages chance are for each team to win and then see what happens. OK, well, the, will the, will the Bucks, what's going on with the Bucks right now? Because I just think that they need all of their weapons and some some corners because Tom can't do this alone. Y'all are overthinking it, man. Everybody in the media, you, you, Tom Did you just refer to me as someone in the media because that's awesome. I, I said, I was, I was saying, well, yes, I was not to impugn our show. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, in the words of Tom Macron, use guys, okay, <laughs> yeah. use guys out there are missing the entire point of what the Bucks a veteran laden squad wanted. They basically took a month off in the middle of the season. They toweled it in before their buy. They had their buy and they came back with a lesser effort. These guys took three weeks, kind of just went through the motions. Now it's the full reset. Now, remember, it's the extra game. You don't know when people are going to toss away or come out with a less than stellar effort because of this extra game. They are timing it with their buys. There's random Thursday night football. There is infinite variables. Y'all scoffed at me when I said it week one. Well, it's showing. It's rearing its ugly head randomly throughout the season. And that's what I think is wrong with the Bucks. Nothing else. They don't need a corner. They just need the motivation, a little kick in the pants, Tyler Heineke, Taylor's Revenge. How did Weird Mike not see it coming? I would like to apologize. That was a classic Weird Mike angle. Yeah. That was that was predictable. The 10 points, remarkably predictable. I bet there's people, if they missed last episode, just figured that was your weird pick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, that's, that's what's wrong with the Bucks. Nothing else. Old team that tried to turn one week into three. Not, you that's it. Can you do that laugh again for me? The one where you don't really think what I said is funny, but you also just don't want to forget what you were just talking about. It's just three little breaths you do like. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. Um, so you got that. Uh, I got a fantasy nugget. It's been a month since you've heard from Weird Mike's Welcome Wagon, and that's because I finally won, folks. I beat the first place despised commissioner, Skip McDonnell, as our host likes to call him. Goes down, almost undefeated, only one loss on the year. Weird Mike takes him down for his first and only win. 0-15 was a certainty until I laid a whooping on Skip. That will be the last juggernaut talk. Fuck all, y'all. That chat, all right? Now the fire sale begins. Good. Now we're I'd like to talk to you. I, I, need, uh, I need help at running back, and yeah, your team's out. Let's I, talk. I, ho- we're, I hope we're, we're a team. <laughs> yes, we're a team. I will be f- feeding Jeffrey. Yes, that's a better. If anybody in our juggernauts, discovery. if anybody in our juggernauts thing is listening right now, yo, fuck y'all, all y'all. If y'all don't like me, blow me. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. It's a fun league, fun chat. Uh, we hope you guys are doing well in your survivor and your fantasy and making these same game parlays, which is the, the rage. Woo! Our props are doing really well. Uh, so hope you follow along. We went two for three on Monday Night Football. With Tyler Higby just coming up a couple yards short. Horrible drop on third down. All the Rams just played bad, but Kittle went over and Stafford went over by one pass. Just missed Higby. But if the Rams had played any sort of normal game, that would have gone over too. So happy with the pick. Also, shout out to our boy Craig Waits, CW Barbarian. Uh, look who's talker since day one. The B-O-G, the brother of the voice of God. The brother of God. <laughs> He's two people left in his in his survivor pool. Uh, and he had the Colts listening to you, Mike. There you go. And I bet he was sweating it a little bit, but he's through. So congrats. If anyone anyone anyone's listening who's still in their survivor pool, congrats. Underdogs are having a ridiculous season versus the sports books in Vegas. So if you have survived, well, you're a survivor. And kudos to you. Mike, looking at the sked, the slate. If you still we're playing Survivor, and let's just assume that most of your teams are gone. Who are you looking at? And who are you looking at as a trap? Who are you steering guys away from? I resent the question, Jeff. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I, the, fantasy, the Survivor nugget is don't take Tennessee. That's my wow. Survivor nugget. I bet that that's okay. a lot of people's picks. Because the t- Titans have had some tough no games. Confidence. No confidence. No confidence. Nah, it's 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 against Houston. Are you kidding me? Hey, the Titans used to be in Houston. Houston wanted to be the Texans. It's just an organizational clusterfuck featuring one of my favorite betting trends: organizational beef. It is yes. there. It is real. It is ten points off a bye versus a team that really shouldn't have beat the Saints. They got five to six remarkable calls, some early, and they held on by the skin of their teeth, bro. Two point convert. They were losing overtime. They held on barely. Um, and that's how I see the board. I can't really say because we're so deep into the season. You know, I can't say take XYZ because that's three picks. Chances are they're not either available or going to hit. So stay away from Tennessee if you're still alive and you still have them. You know, it's jokes is that some people say stuff on shows like this that they don't actually follow, you know, like just like, here's a good theme for you folks. Here's a good theme, you know, blah, blah, blah. When you're betting, watch these trends, blah, blah, blah. You, you mentioned organizational beef. And I don't think I don't think I can hammer this home to our listeners more. 
Mike bets on this all the time. Organizational beef will trump quarterback health. Organizational beef will trump, eh, maybe they hired a paper boy as a coach. Organizational beef will trump a snowstorm. But if these two teams hate each other organizationally, like I don't think, I don't think Weird Mike has ever taken the Texans or ever taken the Titans to beat, uh, to beat the Texans. I don't think Weird Mike has ever, he's always very iffy on the Colts Ravens games, always very iffy on the Browns Ravens games. Any sort of, organizational beef. That's a shirt we're going to make at Christmas with Team LTD. Organizational beef. Get some get a nice Italian woman slicing up some gabagol. There you go. Uh, the beef, you know, or like uh, or do the Philly cheesesteak beef where it's like real, like Anjou type of thing. They, they, they do that. Oh, like, like an Anjou sandwich with the, with the beef. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I love I love dipping everything and everything. Niners. Niners could be a survivor. A lot of teams Niners? use the Niners. That was a that was a very very powerful win, and despite my uh, go to betting trend of uh, fading Monday night winners, they've actually been eight and one this year against the spread. The Monday night winners has carried the momentum, so um, not necessarily going to start fading that prophecy, but um, just not true this year, right? You got to roll with it, right, Hugh? Yep. Interesting kind of line for survivor for survivor players. Uh, we'll move on in a second. Cleveland's favored by 10. You probably still have Cleveland on, on your list. Facing Detroit, Jared Goff mispracticed today. Uh, questionable uh, for the weekend. You know who's coming I, in, right, Hugh? Who is it? Who is it? Come on. Is that, that's not, is that where you're building? That's not really what I'm building to. I, I saw the name, and then no, I just didn't man. write it down. He's a show, fan of the show, man. And it's the season. A couple of flurries on the ground. Who are you going to call? Mr. Blau, Mr. Blau, Mr. Blau, David Blau, David Blau. Blau is the projected unconfirmed projected starter Sunday starter. The line is now plus 12 Brownies. Okay. They just got their fucking ass served to everyone. A trendy pick as a dog on Sunday got whooped. And now they're favored by 12 points. They could also announce. Baker announcing yeah, today that he's never felt more beat up in his life. And again, his shoulder might have popped out during that game. You don't even know because it's not throwing shoulder. He could pop it back in. I really want the Lions to win and just pop their cherry so they I know that they lay an egg on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Let me just bet the farm on the Bears, a coming out party for Justin Field. Yeah. Everybody into your home. Classic Big Ten college scenario. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I hope the Lions win with Mr. Blau and this backup craze continues. Um, but we'll see. Just the season. Like I said, flurries on the ground. Mr. Blau. Organizational beef. Dip it in some sauce. All right. Let's get to our picks. We got a big week. It's a nice slate. We're very fired up for it. A couple big games that I'm actually touching on my podium. Here we go. All right, my gold pick, again, the demise of the Super Bowl champs of two years ago. The Kansas City Chiefs has been greatly exaggerated. They are now at home versus the Dallas Cowboys, minus two and a half, less than a field goal against the, I'd say, up and down Dallas Cowboys. Very, very up last week when you got a coach like Mike McCarthy, who's 
getting even more focused on analytics because that's sort of what he said to, to get the job. They're going for it on fourth down a lot, which has its swings and its misses. A couple weeks ago against the Broncos, they missed and they lost. Last week against the Falcons, they hit it a lot and they and they won by a lot. So what are you th- thinking, you know, heading into this game against the Chiefs? What are you thinking? Wow, man, the Cowboys are just winning these games by 30. The Chiefs aren't as good as they used to be. Uh, I, I got to go with Patrick Mahomes here at home on grass with all of his weapons now healthy, except for Clyde. Looks like Williams is a, a fine backup. And um, I think the Dallas, I think the Dallas defense is overrated. Again, Trayvon Diggs and and his performance with interceptions this year is make is kind of representing that whole defense, uh, just a, in a bit of a, of a hyped up way. So I think Patrick Mahomes is going to pick this defense apart. They don't run the ball that much. That takes Mika Parsons out of it a little bit more. So Dallas is going to have to keep up scoring with the Chiefs and with Chris Jones back and that defensive line just getting a little more pressure on Dak. I still don't think Dak's 100% again. So and he threw up a couple prayers to CD Lamb last week and it worked. I don't think that's going to work against the, uh, the team that thinks they're Super Bowl bound. Kansas City Chiefs. Taken by less than a field goal. Whether this is the public side or the sharp side, I don't fucking care. Take the Chiefs minus two and a half. Thank me later. Silver pick. We are taking the Washington football team plus three and a half at the Carolina Panthers. Look, big team win for the Washington football team uh, coming together as a unit. But this pick is more about the Carolina Panthers. CMC looking pretty good early in the game last week against the Cardinals for the Panthers. Pulled up kind of lame with his hamstring and was in and out of the game the rest of the day. We got P.J. Walker or Cam Newton starting a quarterback. Either one of those quarterbacks I don't love is a three and a half point favorite versus a playoff team last year that's just finding its stride. So I'm going to take the Washington football team to win this game by a field goal. Very tight game. Uh, but I don't I don't think Cam Newton, if he's starting, gets three and a half points over anyone except the Texas Jets. And if PJ Walker, God bless the XFL, God bless PJ, God bless pajamas. But three and a half points, God bless me and the Washington football team. All right. The bronze pick. I'm taking the Green Bay Packers minus two and a half at the Minnesota Vikings. Look, folks, if you go back over the last five years, seven years, I think I've taken the Vikings at home by the spread every single time they played Aaron Rodgers. This is a different year. Packers defense is stepping it up a bit. They know what they're facing. Justin Jefferson is really the only one that can burn you for the Vikings. Thielen's definitely lost his step. And Kirk Cousins, with some pressure, is not the Kirk Cousins of a couple years ago. So I think I think the Packers have the secondary to roll with Justin Jefferson and not let them be, not get beat by Jefferson. And uh, by less than a field goal, I got to take Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. And trust me, I want to take the Vikings here. Numbers too low. I'm taking the Packers. All right, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a of bye week, which I'm going to talk about just briefly in our Truth of the Week right after this. These midseason bye weeks. It's huge, especially if you're facing a team that hasn't had one yet, or at least hasn't had one last week. The Raiders at home get smoked on national television by the Chiefs, and it wasn't an accident. Their new savior, as 
at wide receiver Deshaun Jackson comes in, catches a pass, and then forgets which direction he's going or decides that the defenders have more speed than him. So he's going to just stop quickly like like uh, Tom Cruise in Top Gun. Just let them blow by him like we've seen him do, you know, in 2013. He's not the same Deshaun anymore. And then he fumbles, and I feel like that's when the game got out of hand. And now his Raiders teammates are looking at him like, damn, like, man, we're starting to miss Henry. Uh you know, coming off a loss like that against your division opponent for the division lead, that's when you could probably use your head coach again, even if he is a asshole, an asshole. And I think now three weeks, four weeks removed from Gruden leaving, this is when the Raiders can start to fall apart just a little bit. And uh, not a great time to be facing the Cincinnati Bengals team, who's just had their two worst losses of the season going into their bye week. They're a young team. They're healthy. And because of the Raiders, uh, they lost Damon Arnett. They're starting cornerback who would have probably covered Jamar Chase one-on-one. That's a problem for them as the Chiefs just exposed and I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense are going to expose the secondary of the Raiders and I like the Bengals here as a cheap favorite on the road in Vegas coming off their bye week. I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks plus two and a half at home in a division game versus the Arizona Cardinals. Will Kyler Murray be starting? I don't know. Uh, Again, I'm taking the Bengals here I'm sorry, I'm taking the Seahawks here as an underdog with this sort of unknown quarterback situation uh, with the Cardinals. And again, if it's Colt McCoy, this is a no-brainer, and I think this, the line will probably move. Now, if it's Kyler Murray, the line might even go up to Arizona 3. It'll probably stay exactly where it is because I think Vegas is betting that Kyler's going to play. It doesn't matter. This is a division game. It's up in Seattle. It's going to be loud. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. It's not Arizona football. And they're not enough of a veteran-laden team without, you know, J.J. Watt there to really survive this onslaught of desperation Seahawk football. I think Seattle plays their best game of the year and comes away with the victory, no matter who they're facing at quarterback, even though a big Kyler Murray guy. But uh, disappointing play from the Seahawks offense at Lambeau Field last week. I think Russ and the boys get back on the wagon for a home win. Seattle's a tough place to play uh, in a division game. Seattle loses. Their season's done. Russ is probably leaving. If they win, they're in that wild card hunt. It's Seattle's Super Bowl. Arizona can actually afford a loss. Okay, my final pick. I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers as an underdog. Plus five and a half facing the LA Chargers in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. Again, I know we talk about this a lot. I don't think this matters as much as Weird Mike does, but it does matter. This place is going to be 80% yellow towels. Okay? They are going to travel. They looked at this. Are you kidding me? We're going to L.A. to face the Chargers. Middle of November. It's a perfect time for any Pittsburgh fan to go to L.A. Perfect reason to. Also, just on my chart, I had this as a two, two and a half point game max. Uh, Vegas giving me five and a half. I believe Ben will be playing. Uh, again, coming off COVID, maybe those are the extra points. I'm not sure. Pittsburgh's defense with TJ Watt healthy is playing pretty damn good football. They should have lost that game to the Lions. They didn't have an offense. Uh, with Ben having to sit out just a couple days before the start, Mason Rudolph didn't get any first, probably got minimal first team snaps and their offense just didn't look in sync. Look for Ben, their running game, and their short passing attack to at least put some more points up and win this game outright by a little bit or lose by a field goal. The defense is just too good and it's too important of a game for Pittsburgh to just lose by more than five and a half against an underperforming Chargers team. 
with a with a rookie head coach. Tomlin coaches this team to cover the spread, and Ben will fight for your spread. No organizational beef in this one, but Pittsburgh covers. All right, those are your picks. Kansas City, Washington football team, the Green Bay Packers, Cincinnati Bengals, Seattle Seahawks, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Woo! You! How about them apples? So I got a number. How about them apples? I'd like to shoulder some of the responsibility for your one in five week, Jeff. Yes. As I said, I uh, concurrently loved all the selections. I should have uh, known right then and there. Yeah. See, that's how that's that's locked up, guaranteed, destined to fail. Huck's laughing, but that's how that's how she goes, man. <laughs> that's that's just yeah, what, how she goes. Twice two, a year, that's how she goes. It's rare that two handicappers who see the game quite differently agree on six straight six point spreads in one week. And uh it's not often always a good sign, believe it or not. Um fear not, Jeff. I actually am staying away from a handful of those games, including the gold pick KC Dallas. I figured that's not in uh, that's not in your wheelhouse. No. Also, stay away from the total, everybody. That's just getting bet up like a Big Twelve game. What's the total? The middle of the country. It's fifty-six and a half. It's probably going to close at fifty-eight plus. Yeah, might get a little weather. It's that's just an under too much. Me. That's an under. Yep. It's, it's a big game. Uh, you know what? That's making my card. As you gave out six pick, and I realized that I'm five back of um, ten and fifteen with the added asterisks. I'm going to be making five picks. I'll defend them if I must, but I'm gonna, I'm still going to hit the smash and sprinkle. But I'm going to do a little one, two, three on the way out. I like it. Let's go. Okay. Give the people. Hey, you know what? We're coming up on American after, Thanksgiving, after- early Christmas season. People need some extra dough. So I'll be hammering the Kansas City Chiefs. I hope you guys follow me. But uh, Weird Mike's got five picks for you for some extra dough. All right. Back to basics plus three. Back to basics plus three. Smash. San Fran riding the wave. Short week. Monday night momentum. It's a thing this year. The extra week. Got teams doing different things on primetime. And I'll adjust with it. Minus six, heavy smash. The ground game comes through Niner Nation, West Coast. Um, minus six, early start. I, I think there's too much momentum. That was really the perfect time to get the Jags, who, you know, continue to give their shot. It's not over a touchdown. If it was eight, nine, I'd, I'd think more about it. Niners minus six. And uh, I, I got to do a heavy sprinkle. Hate to do it. Haven't really talked about it, but I'll be sprinkling on those Colts, which is now plus seven and a half in some spots. These guys just played in a playoff game last year. It's familiar, same coaching schemes. Reich will adjust. Colts can run the ball. Bills can't. This is a known commodity. Nobody's hiding from this. And these teams sort of see themselves in the same place. And I think a spread of a touchdown is too much. So, Nice sprinkle on the Indianapolis Colts, uh, despite the Bills Mafia reaching fever pitch on Thanksgiving versus New Orleans. Very exciting. Thursday night, you've said it three times, it crept into the mind. Third place on the board, New England, minus six and a half. Thursday night versus Atlanta. Bill had somebody on this game a month ago, okay, with the short week. 
This is all about out coaching the room. It's him. It's the right time. Further to that, he pulled a lot of his starters. This wasn't a war they fought on Saturday. That game with Cleveland was over ASAP. Halfway through to third, halfway through to third, one, two drives each. So we got a fresh New England on Thursday coming off an Atlanta team. We just still can't figure it out. Shocking the Saints in the Superdome and then getting Big Ten batty boyed by the Cowboys at Jerry's World. That was, I was that was ugly. I was upset. I, I, I was upset. I missed the variable of Coach Quinn, the former Falcons coach who got fired midseason, who in the offseason became the Dallas defensive coordinator, who now has some you know skilled defensive players back there facing his old quarterback that he knows the ins and outs of, knows the weaknesses. You know, it was like Gruden and the Bucs facing the Raiders. That's what it felt like. They got Quinn and the Cowboys facing the Falcons. It's like they knew the plays. Anyway, big miss. That'll never happen again, folks. I do like betting on coaches, and I missed that one. Sorry. And Mike, uh, just, just, re- just checking something quickly. Your smash on San Fran, is that minus six and a half? Uh, is it, it the change in the mi- show, eh? Six and a half. Yeah, it's cool. Is it six, is it six it or six and a half? I'm going, let's go with six and a half. No more. Six and no a half. More. I saw it on the score before the show at six and a half. Don't be bringing that asterisk back into the situation. No okay? asterisk. That's why I wanted I to want check. It hanging around. Okay. Um, fourth place on the board. Dolphins. Shout out T-Mac and Collingwood in the snow at MetLife. Also big win on Thursday. Ten days to prepare for. They got to run the table. They run the table. They can get a wild card. And Hey. You can't run the table unless you beat the Jets now. And it's minus three. It's short price. I think it could get ugly. Things are turning on Saleh. People saying you can't handle the spot in the city and all that. So uh, Dolphins minus three and been talking about it. All episode organizational beef. Hashtag spoiler alert. Texans plus ten and a half at the Tennessee Titans. Off a bye. Divisional opponent. Tennessee going to tumble soon. Maybe they win by eight. Maybe they win by 10, 10 and a half entirely too much. I'll let you know if that shoots up the board as the week goes along. Love me some T-Mobile. Finally got some rest, home cooked meal from his mama. Look out for the Texans. So there's, you know what? I'm, I'm not sure if I, I don't know if I like them or, or not like them, but I'll tell you one thing, looking at these five picks you just made, they're very weird. Mike. They are very you. And I think you're getting back to your to your wheelhouse here. You're taking <laughs> Billy B on the road. No, Tom Brady, you like them better for some reason. It's the Niners win on Monday Night Football. Fucking let's just pick them again because I got it right. Minus six and a half, one o'clock game. West Coast team doesn't matter. You're facing the future divorcee, Urban Meyer. Not really focused on football right now. I think the wife's still a little bit upset about the finger up the wazoo in Columbus. <laughs> uh, taking the Colts up the wazoo. Taking the Colts against our hometown Bills at seven and a half. You know what? To be honest, I like that number. I, I can't take the Bills there. Uh, you, they faced each other in the playoffs last year. Should be a tight game. Jonathan Taylor running the ball definitely helps. I would stay away from New England. I'd stay away from San Fran. Miami I was actually going to take, especially after I heard that Joe Flacco started. Did you hear this? No Mike White. It's Flacco time. All right. Uh, so I like Long it Long even Beach. more. 
Yeah, you like if it I were you, more? I like it even more. I like it even more. Flacco's done. He was done two years ago. He's done three years ago. He's definitely done right now. He doesn't even care. It literally, it's weird watching a football player who's absolutely just there for the money. This guy was the Super Bowl MVP, signed a $100 million contract with the Ravens, competed for a couple of years, back gave out a little bit. Apparently his work ethic and his just, you know, his heart really wasn't in it with the Ravens. So it was time to move on. Ozzie Newsome, Ravens GM, spotted it before the coach even. So they move right. on. Did you, uh, you took uh, Washington or you took Carolina, Jeff? No, I got Washington plus three and a half. Yeah. See, there's some manufactured organizational beef. It doesn't run deep. It's recent. It's the coach. It was, it was Cam going there. They've done some transactions. They've done some draft day deals. It's, it's manufactured. I, it's the toxic. It's the toxic workplace bowl. <laughs> yes. Sponsored yeah. by tax Slayer. Yeah. The tax slayer, inappropriate HR bowl. Straight up. The old owner of the pair of the Panthers just gets basically booted, booted from the league for being an old redneck. And Dan Snyder, you know, this guy's running wet and wild football. <laughs> How you doing? I really hope your uh, your truth of the week uh, holds some expansion. Is there some expansion in, in the uh, truth of the week? John Gruden, special guest referee for the Toxic Workplace Bowl. Um, yeah, expansion. <laughs> uh, see, I, I always hated talking about the Bills to Toronto because I don't want the Bills in Toronto. I want the Bills in Buffalo, specifically right in Orchard Park. I don't even want the downtown stadium. I love it. Just build a bigger one right there. Uh, but the NFL coming to Toronto, I'm cool. For, I'm, I'm all with that. And well, then as a, as a fan, I say nay. Um, I don't want Toronto as a, having a team. As a business owner in this community, yay for NTTO, man. We should call them the Toronto Niagara Falls. I will lead that campaign. But Toronto, I don't want it with the team. You want them with the team? Sure. No. Wouldn't it be sweet? Man, it'd be so sweet to just be like, you know, you grab a you grab an after work beer and you're like, oh, fuck, who's in this Thursday night football? Who's in town tonight? Oh, shit. Yeah, let's. Let's go watch Chiefs. What would they Is be anything that easy in this city, Jeff? I, you've been out of there for a month and you forgot. Well, stop, what Hub. Like. How you doing? Like, what, what, talk, what not, are you talking about? Not, not the tickets. I'm talking about as a hardcore fan, I love just having the league available and not so much a team. You know? That's, again, no, that's I, just I, hardcore I think, me. To be fair, I think a lot of people feel like you. I don't know. Huck, what do you think? Hey? NFL team in Toronto? Yay, nay? Yeah, I, I'm into it. I th I just think like with the team, you got to bring the NFL atmosphere. You got to bring the tailgate. You got to like, yeah, I, I don't, I just don't know if it'll translate well to Canada. And also isn't the whole reason they haven't had a team here. Isn't it have to do with like TV contracts and stuff? Like, are, are they going to be able to get over those issues? The, uh, I don't know about the contracts, but uh, the border too, man, it's, as hardcore fans, I'm not against. I'm against it. I like I having mean, the league at our I, disposal. To be fair, I love the league the way it is. But they're going to expand, whether you like it or not. Like they're going to expand. Like London's happening at some point. Yes, like Jacksonville yes. can barely support a team. London makes you, sense. London, London makes even less sense to me. What? How can you travel across the ocean for a it's road a, game? It's a city it's state. <laughs> it's a city yeah, state. But, like. Think about the amount of travel they have to do 
as opposed to anybody else? Like, why wouldn't you just put a team in Hawaii or something? Like, they'll they'll, they'll adjust the schedule. They'll adjust I the schedule. I wouldn't rule out the the Honolulu uh, the Honolulu margaritas. In scratch like, off years. Scratch off Mexico City. I don't think they're gonna get it. No, it's Toronto, San, San Antonio, London, it's, and St. Louis. It's too much. Texas. NFL's terrified of St. Louis right now. Too much Texas, San Antonio, Austin, settle down with the growth. Okay. You're going to explode. You're going to go too much, too fast. So I don't like San Antonio, Texas, St. Louis, football, though. they know they can sell out a game in San Antonio. Yeah. Like tomorrow they could sell out a game there. They're trying to get the twin cities going. It's like an Austin, San Antonio thing. So it's really supported by more people, which makes more sense. But again, the, the NFL just follows the money. If they put an NFL team in Toronto, they're going to make a lot of fucking money. I, but like Huck's saying, I hope they actually do like just make a big outdoor tailgate parking lot area and not some sponsored bullshit tailgate that's like 12 bucks a beer and they let 100 people in. No, no, no. Let 70,000 people park their cars, get really drunk and have actual fun. Where are you going to do that even though? Like you got to build a stadium down, out down the suburbs. You? No, yo, everybody says Downsview Park, man. They shot up so many mad new shit. And you think those new people want the uh, random people parking in their lawn? What they, makes the bills? They, the those Downsview people can blow me. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't it, care. The stadium needs to go north to Markham, the northern edge of Markham. Not sure. To be in downtown Markham, it needs to go to a, a north where you can pull your car up, Jeff. You know everybody yeah. drives here. Yeah, it needs to be in a field in the middle of yeah. the Hey, I'm down. And look, I will be a Bills fan regardless. First, regardless. All right. Will you? Will you? Yeah. I can't say the same for my kids, but I will be. Okay. By the way, I don't have any kids, but this, you know, it's an idea float later. Uh. Anyway, it, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I don't need this to happen, but. If it does happen, I won't be like pissed. Anyway, Bills fan first. It's all about the struggle, baby. Small town struggle, big town dreams. Um, Toronto will become Nashville North. It will become a destination for other Canadians to watch the NFL play Toronto. Toronto, you know, Nashville North, butterfly. Yes, you know, no. Well, yes, by <laughs> yes, extension. Yes. yes. <laughs> By extension, <laughs> not ipso facto, right? There's a there's a clear line between the yeah. two. Anyway, Huck, Huck, you got to put that in uh, in the the header, okay? <laughs> ah, loved it. The butterfly effect. Okay, uh, Huck. Besides the Titans, if you had to throw down all of your money with a gun to your head on who's going to win the Super Bowl, who would you take besides the Titans? I honestly don't know right now. I know nobody knows. This Bills? is a tough question. The Bills. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. Just from you know, your non-Bills fan, gun to your head. That's where you're going. I like it. Okay. Same question, Mike. Not excluding any team. Gun to your head, all of your money on one team to win the Super Bowl right now. Who'd it be? Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I knew it was gonna be weird. The Cowboys, eh? The Dallas Cowboys. All right. They got the least path of resistance. They are one lucky break from the top seed. Realistically, uh, a second home game and possibly hosting the title game if that top seed loses anyway. 
I see the path of least resistance halfway in as the Dallas Cowboys. Fair. They definitely on their way to a division crown, which is half the battle in the words of G.I. Joe. I would be putting my money with Huck Daddy. It wouldn't be a lot of value right now, but I'd be betting the bills. They're healthy and they just got all the pieces. I like it. And I like our Wyoming farm tank, Josh Allen. Um, game I'm most excited for this weekend. You know, it's weird. We saw the Giants play Tampa Bay on Monday Night Football last year. It was one of my picks. Not sure if I'm staying away from that game this year, but I am interested to see Tampa Bay get back in their Super Bowl form. And of course, Bill's Indy with a repeat of last year's playoff game. We hope you guys have a fun weekend. Remember to follow us at Hughes Talking. Follow at Weird Mike for Thursday night football props picks. And now that is one of his smash and sprinkle gambling donuts. Sorry, just the extra little croissant on the side. New England minus six and a half. Yeah, uh, we hope you guys have fun. Warm up that cheese croissant. Remember to share, subscribe, follow, download our podcast. If you like it, please share it out. We love you. We're growing organically. Hughes Holiday Helpers will be back up this weekend. They're going to betopenly.com, the future of sports betting, the Craigslist. Take advantage of other people's dumbass bets when they're greedy. Be the house, 1% juice. And uh, go to huckmedia.ca for any and all media needs. Shoot us your questions, anything you want to hear on the show. DM us at Hughes Talking, and we'll be happy to listen. I'll announce the weekly winners and our current leaders of our Team LTD and Bet Openly uh, point spread contest in the coming week. Anything for Shut the Huck Up. So tight. And give Adrian Peterson the barbin ball. Super ticket will be posted on Saturday. Hop along with Hewlett. See you later. Everybody's got their problems. Everybody says the same thing to you.